What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Progress on Purpose podcast. I'm really excited to be back this week. If this is your first time joining us, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are a community of people who seek to be intentional about how we think and respond and talk about what we are doing so that we can make progress on purpose. Go ahead and subscribe right now so that you can stay connected to us. If you have been listening for a while, welcome back. I hope that you are enjoying the journey to wholeness season. I hope that you are intentional about rating the show. As you know, we're trying to grow this show to 20,000 downloads by the end of the year, as well as 1,000 ratings. So go ahead and rate and comment and share so that we can grow together. I want to introduce you to today's interviewing guest, and that is someone who is familiar. She she actually was on episode three of the show, and that is Lee Salter. On that episode, we talked about being intentionally fearless, and I asked her to come back because the journey to wholeness really started from that conversation. So go ahead back there if you haven't listened to that episode and um, meet her there. But she has also joined us again for today's episode. And it was a really, really great one. So let me introduce you to Lee Salter. She is the CEO and founder, as well as creative director of the Lee Salter Creative Firm, LLC. She's a native from New Jersey, graduated from Montclair State University in Montclair, New Jersey, with a bachelor's degree in biology. Since then, she has maintained a career over the past five years as a scientist for the state of Virginia's newborn screening laboratory. In in 2013, she started a career as a wardrobe stylist, having opportunity to work with celebrity client. And it was along that journey that she decided that she no longer just wanted to dress people, but she also found herself sharing creative ideas and seeing beyond what they were preparing for. The Lee Salter Creative Firm originated as an idea to create a one-stop shop and full service for branding. Lee also offers creative consulting to help those who need to strategize their ideas. I'm so excited to have my girl on the show again today. I hope you have some napkins handy because this episode is a full meal. Are you ready? Let's jump into the interview. Hello, Lee Salter. Welcome back to Progress on Purpose podcast. I'm so excited that you could join us today. It brings me so much pleasure because the last time we had a conversation that was back in episode three and we talked about being intentionally fearless. And out of that conversation came this entire season, the journey to wholeness. And so I definitely want to jump into talking about you know, just even some of the things that we discussed before we jumped on the the recording about just our personal journey to wholeness and how before pursuing certain dreams and goals and the purpose and vision that we're supposed to walk in, the, the journey to wholeness is so important and being whole in our minds is, is everything. So I'm excited. Thank you for coming back on to the Progress on Purpose podcast again after today. More and more and more people are going to know just how dope you are, how amazing you are. And I know that what you share is going to inspire so many people to live intentionally and to pursue their dreams. Hey, girl. 
Hey, <laughs> I always like to give a vibrant introduction because it means so much um, to me that you're my friend and that you're on this show with me. Um, and our conversations are always dupe. So I know, I know once we get into it, it's going to be all that. Um, but we are on this journey to wholeness. And the last time we talked, we kind of tiptoed into therapy and we were talking about how therapy is everything. And in therapy, we've learned so much about ourselves. So I think it's befitting that we start there, like in your journey or on your journey to wholeness. I know therapy was a major part of it. What are some uh, ways that therapy has helped you? to ultimately walk in your purpose? That's a loaded question. Yes, and take your time. (laughs) What are ways that therapy has helped me walk into wholeness? I mean, it's a process, number one. Wholeness is like we talked about the last time uh, we had a discussion. Wholeness is an ongoing journey. Basically, if you're not actively working on it, Um, You're going to relapse and you're going to have to start all over again or you're going to have, you know, you basically got to continue it. You know, you can't stop. You can't, you know, work on it a little bit. Stop and think that you're good. You got to make sure you're always maintaining it. Um, But therapy for me, I mean, it allowed me to see me, you know, because once you have to look at yourself and you have to sit and talk about real issues then you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even know I had that. Because now you're talking to a complete stranger. They don't know you, so they don't have anything to lose by being brutally honest with you. You're not altogether lovely. This stinks about you. You need to work on this. You probably want to check that, you know. And so you actually leave, like, really depressed (laughs) in the beginning because you're like, oh, and you dread it. It's a process that you have to push through to continue because in the beginning, you feel so low Mm -hmm. because you have, you know, because they're pulling out things that really need to be worked on and needs to be recognized. And you're like, wait, I was not looking for you to tell me that, you know? And so um, it was, it was a lot of, downtime and down moments for me when it first began but then I was able to face some of those issues face you know face to face and be like okay all right this is what I need to work on and I got the momentum to really just start chipping away at some of those things some of those issues that I had one step at a time so it starts off rough and then you start coasting mm-hmm And you mentioned that it starts off rough. And would you say that that's because we can't see what everybody else sees? Like you said, you got somebody you're paying to pull out the things that, you know, you don't necessarily see about yourself. And and do you feel that it is an invasive process? And I ask that because a lot of people who if uh, if you are thinking about therapy, but you've never been you don't really know what to expect. However, there is this stigma that um, therapy can be very invasive and um, it may not necessarily be something that you, you know, want to go into. So like, what was, what were your reasons for actually going to therapy? Ooh, um, well, initially 
me wanting to go to therapy is because I felt like really burned out. I was doing a whole lot, involved in a whole lot. um, And I felt an imbalance, you know, emotionally, I felt an imbalance. Mentally, I felt an imbalance. Things just weren't where they needed to be. And I was like, I feel like something's going to click. Something's going to go off. Mm -hmm. Not a good go off, but something's going to go off soon if I don't like sit and talk to somebody. And so that's where it had all started. And I just started to like aggressively look mainly for a Christian counselor. So I was just like, all right, well, let me see if I can find a Christian therapist, you know? Um, And then I found this, this one, this one website and then basically like was given the breakdown of the issues that they deal with. So it wasn't just like your normal depression, anxiety and stuff like that. But what jumped out to me was like, they were dealing with like healing, trauma, you know, like traumatic experiences, different things like that. And I was like, ooh, wait. So that sounds like something that I need, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because the more and more I found myself just talking about things that I experienced growing up, just things that you're just like, how did I get through that? Why didn't I lose my mind? You know, just mm-hmm. like, why, you know, why wasn't I diagnosed with something? You know what I mean? Like only God's grace. But after a while, those things come back up again. And, you know, certain things, certain experiences, it triggers stuff that you just basically got through. You know, you like graciously got through it, but now it has resurfaced and you got to deal with it. Like this did happen to you. Like we need to talk about this and how it affected you and how it made you who you are today. Prime example, like I said, um, just different traumatic experiences and different things that you probably don't address normally and how it ends up, how it ends up manifesting through your personality or just things about you. So Mm -hmm. not your typical depression or anxiety, but she was just talking to me and just like listening to my day to day, the things that I do, um, how I do things. And she just noticed I was one of those people that just loves to like help people do a lot I'm like really busy and one of the main themes was just like me being a caregiver for my mom you know just always being that one person that you can call on to help Mm -hmm. and I it it turned out to be this thing that was like I needed to be needed Mm -hmm. right so when I lost my mom like that was a major void and it was just like okay I'm not taking nobody to the hospital I'm not getting up in the middle of the night to help somebody that's sick. Like, that was, like, a total, like, takeaway, a void, right? So I was just like, wait, I've been doing this since I was eight. Mm. Like, what am I going to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I found myself in relationships, not necessarily romantically, but just, like, friendships, connections, where like I was your go-to girl you needed me to do something I was going to do it you know or like you needed my opinion or you needed this or that like I was that one and that was to fill the void and I mean I didn't know that's what that was Mm -hmm. but it was just who I it just became who I was and so um come to find out she was talking to me and she was like yeah so that sounds like a little bit of codependency and I was like what 
So, you know, I'm looking at her like, what? Oh, my gosh, she done, she done named me something. You know, I'm sitting there like, what? So she tells me to read a book um, called No More Codependency and I, or Codependency No More one way, or, one way or Another. So I go by the book and I'm like, I got to find out what she talking about. She's like, read this book and come back to me. Like, read the first couple chapters. We'll meet next week. Child, I bought the book, read the book for a few chapters. And I mean, I was looking at myself and it was just so scary. It was the beginning of a whole process. It was just really, really scary. And, you know, the thing about codependency for all those that don't know what it is, it's just when you rely on it's two different it's two different ends to codependency it's the people that want to be needed where they always have to do something they need somebody they need someone who's always reliant on them Mm -hmm. but then you have the other side of codependency who are the people who always need to be waited on Mm -hmm. who always you know what i mean who ain't never got their stuff together and it's like, I need you to do this. I need you to make my doctor's appointment. I need you to run me to the store, you know. So those are the people that kind of connect. Like, the ones on both ends, somehow they find themselves connected to each other. And it's not healthy, mm-hmm. pretty much. Like, it's not it's not a healthy thing or whatever. And so through looking at that, then, you know, you see the different things that are attached to codependency, like anxiety, like depression, um, all those things come out of it and it, it's not really talked about as much and sometimes like the really overly ambitious or the ones that are servants and you know they're doing a whole lot um oftentimes when you're in the middle of all of that you don't think that that's you right you don't think that that's you until like you really break it down and you look at it and you're like whoa and then, you know, like I said, once I saw that, I was just like, this is not fun at all. <laughs> it, was, it was nothing fun about it. And so she, they, I had to create, like, clear-cut boundaries. Yeah. And they were boundaries that I really didn't even want to set because I was okay with the stuff I was doing. Like, I was just like, what do you mean? This is your normal. Yeah. And so she's like, you're going to have to change some stuff. Your relationships are going to have to change. No, you can't do this. Even if you can do it, no, you can't do it. It's like, you know, like basically strapping your hands to the side of your pant, you know, of your chair and you can't move. Like you sit in the handcuffs, like you you got to make yourself not do the things that you normally do. Yeah. And it's a process. I definitely agree. I know for me, um, if I could take some time and share... I started going to therapy um, when I left the cult that I was going to. I don't call it a church. It was a cult. You know, I share some (laughs) things with you about that. And um, I had to go to therapy because of the years of um, mental damage that was done. Um, And not only that, one of the things that I discovered about myself in therapy was that um, I was, it, it, taught, it taught me a lot about me and the reason why I even got myself into that cult and how I was able to be manipulated. And I thank God because I'm out of it now, but I also thank God because 
Had I not gone through that experience, I wouldn't even know that I had the tendency to be manipulated that way. Um, But one of the things that I learned as a result of um, being in therapy, and you talked about how your label was codependency, my label was that I I now have post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. And one of the things that you um, also talked about was how you don't realize the sim- you don't realize what you're what you're experiencing but you do see the symptoms of it so for me i didn't even realize that i had ptsd until i started um entertaining relationships right and so all of a sudden i would have like anxiety attacks or i would like i would try to go to church other churches and when it would be greeting time i remember having a panic attack during greeting because I was like, if one more person hugged me, <laughs> if, if one more person hugged me, because I didn't know and I didn't believe, are they genuine or are they just hugging me because I'm the guest or do they really want me here? Like it was just all these different feelings and emotions. And so it took some time to even for me, even be able to go back to a, a consistent ministry or be a part of a consistent ministry. You know, obviously with the lens on now, like, OK, I can see clearly who's a manipulator and who's not. But also just being able to um, to and learning to cope with the new me and understanding what that what that looks like. Um, and like you said it really comes out in relationships when you're working and dealing with and living with other people. Um, and it, 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 because it shows you, you, and then you got to learn to deal with you while you're learning about you and them. So that is that definitely, definitely true. That part was really good. Like it, it causes you to deal with you. And it's so funny because like, like, okay, so, when I had to learn about some of the things about codependency, like I was just kind of like, oh, you know, like I said, it hits you dead smack in your face. Yeah. So when you got to read a list, you know, you know how you go on Google and you want to find out if you really got a headache. Yes. Right. So you on Google like, what does headache mean? Oh, God. Oh, yes. This is me. This is me. I got a headache. So I start Googling. Oh, Lord, don't ever Google uh, uh, <laughs> any type of diagnosis. Lord, have yes. mercy. Don't ever Google it. But anyway, so not only was I reading a book, but I was Googling it. And I was just like, oh, so finding myself right in all of these different things. And I just couldn't believe it. Like, so some of the things about codependency, that that's why I'm saying, like, you're like, what's that word? And then you can find yourself in it some way, somehow. And mm-hmm. so, like, one of the things I struggled with is, like, always wanting to be perfect, mm-hmm. but not really making progress. Mm. So it's like, I'm focusing on making sure everything's right, but not making progress. Or you find yourself signing up for something without even thinking. You're like, wait, how I end up doing this job? Mm-hmm. Now there's 10 of us in the room and I'm on the list. Right. Well, how did I get on here? Or you neglect your needs for somebody else's. Mm-hmm. You know you need to go sit your butt down. But you have signed up to go and do this. Right. Why are you once again neglecting what you need for the need of someone else? Mm-hmm. Another thing, you worry so much about other people that you can't even get no sleep. Mm. Right? Like these are the different things that I was reading about codependency. And I'm like, man, I have tossed and turned 
just thinking about other things and other people and can't sleep. This is like real stuff. Or you have issues with just letting go what other people do or what they've done. Like you lack grace. You just, you're very critical. Um, Another issue is just like, you're afraid to really say what you mean because you're afraid, you're afraid of losing people. Yeah. Right? Because you need people. You depend on people. So it's like, if I tell you what I really mean, you're going to leave. Mm. And even though that may not be true, that's right. what we tell ourselves. That's what you tell yourself. And so now you've created, like, now you have all these, you've created this way of life and you're living a certain way. And so all your relationships are pretty much unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... I mean, through this whole process, Michelle, like, honestly, I didn't lose many people, but it was just like, it was a lonely process. Like a lot of, a lot of things I just wasn't doing anymore. A lot of people I just wasn't talking to anymore. And a lot of stuff I just had to go cold turkey on. Like I can't hang, Mm -hmm. like I can't go, I can't sign up. I won't be there. You know what I mean? And it was just a moment of just like having to sit and not do anything. Mm-hmm. And that was just the the, the, prop, the start of my process to get to a place of wholeness. And the other thing is, what, even when it comes spiritually and being a codependent person, it highly affects your relationship with God. Because not only are you codependent in the natural, but you're codependent in the spirit. You can't pray for yourself. You can't, you can't hear God for yourself. Mm. You're like, you're like hanging on the every tooth and nail of what your leader has to say. Mm -hmm. And you have no spiritual direction for yourself. Like it is very, it's a critical, like I encourage anyone listening to this podcast, look it up. You might find yourself in it. Um, Especially if you are one of the top you know, leaders or top servants in your ministry or your church, codependency might really find you. Yeah. And so um, through this journey of wholeness, I have become more God dependent than people dependent. And it's, it don't feel good at first because you're like so used to like wanting the advice of somebody. They like hear what they got to say, thus say of the Lord or whatever. And you're like, nah, like God's like, I can download into you more. You think you think you get downloads now eliminate some of those voices in your head and hear directly from me and you'll be like unstoppable. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I love that. And so some of the tools that I hear you um, sharing as it relates to being able to uh, cope with or find mechanisms to deal with struggling with the codependency area is uh, setting boundaries for yourself, even a period of separation. And to that point, I I noticed, because I'm your friend, (laughs) I noticed that there was a season of time um, where you just went silent on social media. And was that a part of, you know, this this journey and you um, learning to find a mechanism that works best for you in terms of uh, adjusting and coping? Absolutely, absolutely. Because, I mean, I don't care how, how... how focused you are or how confident you are in yourself and you know how unaffected you are you don't compare yourself to others and different things like that if you do enough social media it will play on you eventually like Mm -hmm. 
you know what I mean? Like the internet, you hear, you see posts about it all the time. The internet will try to rush you, mm-hmm. <laughs> period. It'll push you to try to put yourself in different lanes and paths that you don't even, you're not even ready for. You don't even need to be doing right now. But you get like this, this like energy to be like, oh, I need to be doing this. What do I need to be doing right now? Matter of fact, I wrote a post a few weeks ago that was just kind of like, I can, like, I could feel the vibe. Like, I could feel people and what they were thinking. Like, what do I need to be doing right now? You know, it's the mm-hmm. second week of January. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and people are just like high anxiety. Mm-hmm. Gotta have something on their list they gotta check off. And let me tell you something. When I say I had nothing to write down to start my 20s, like, I mean, I had goals, but, like, nothing business-oriented, mm-hmm. nothing branding-oriented. Like, I didn't set up my first photo shoot for 2020. I didn't have my content calendar of what I was going to post on my business page on my website. Like, I was just kind of like, like, and honestly, like, I believe that God is really going to manifest in my life mightily in 2020. But when I was in prayer, just about what the year should be like for me, and it was crazy because I was reading a post or whatever um, from someone that I really admire, and they were just basically talking about having, like, asking God, what is your word for the year? Mm-hmm. And not word as in prophecy, but more so like a word that you can feast off of for your year 2020. And mm-hmm. I was like, what's my word, Lord? You know, like, what is it? that I need to do for 2020. And he was like, girl, you got to fortify yourself. Mm-hmm. I was in the car and I just heard it so loud and clear, you know? And, and honestly, it was funny because I was doing a devotional at my church for our morning huddle. And, you know, like basically we give like an encouraging word for all of those that are serving that morning. Mm-hmm. And like, I, you know, I, it was the last Sunday of the, of the, of 2019 so you got to get people hyped and stuff like that. And I was praying to God, like, what do I tell them? You know, like, they're, they're about to go into 2020. Folk, the year of focus, the year of vision, the right. year of, you know, double. And God was like, listen, you could have great vision. And he was, and it was just funny because he was just like, okay, everybody's saying focus. But am I the kind of guy that is like deals with the obvious? Or am I, like, in between the lines? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and so I was like, you know what, God? Like, everybody's going to be saying focus, but I feel like distraction is going to, like, rock mm-hmm. and hit everybody's world. Mm-hmm. And everybody is going to try to, like, bring it back together. And he was like, you need to fortify yourself. Like, yeah. build a fortress, a wall. Like, nothing can penetrate it. Nothing can get through to it. You need to strengthen yourself for what's to come because in order for you to maintain focus, you got to be fortified. Right. And I was like, it hit me. And I was talking to my mother-in-law. She was like, that is your word. She said, don't change it. God said it to you. And she was like, stand on that word. Just because it's not focus like everybody else is saying focus she said god speaks to people differently and i was like you know what she's right right and i feel like they go they go hand in hand like you said because in order to be focused you first have to be fortified and when you said that all i saw was like feet planted in cement Mm 
So that regardless of what comes your way, what distractions, you are on the straight and narrow path and you are grounded in your faith. You're grounded in the things that God put in your heart to do. And that right there is everything because, um, and I just thought about it. I'm like, we, we talking about the journey to wholeness and we're talking about, we were talking about some of the things that we face, but even in that being fortified in knowing who God is and what he said about you so that in those times of um, anxiety or in those times where you are unsure or you're, you feel symptoms of codependency or feeling symptoms of PTSD, we now have, like you said, the word fortifying yourself and mechanisms to stay grounded so that we don't lose our mind. We don't go crazy. We don't find ourselves back in, in the the things that were distracting us before. Listen, listen. yes, all those things and more because 2019 was when I say, when I say I've been on this earth 33 years. Now I'm getting, now I'm getting EO on people because I got my hand cracked. (laughs) I'm hitting the table like, no, let me tell you. Yes. (laughs) But 33 years on this earth and, um, nothing has rocked me. Now, 10 years ago, I lost my mom. So it's been a decade since she's been gone. So I feel like 2019 was one of those 2009s because Mm. 2009 rocked me when I lost my mom. Yeah. (laughs) 10 years later, 2019 rocked me. Like it threw me off. Mm. And that's why the word for, that's why God wanted me to fortify myself. Like Mm -hmm. I had experienced the worst from my marriage being separated all year, 12 months, 365. Like we were separated in two separate homes. The other thing was, like, my body, like, I was legit, like, I had the flu twice in one year. Like, I never had the flu in 33 years, bro. Like, I Mm. never had it. Like, I was just like, I was just like, okay. And I caught the flu in March at the end of the flu season. And then I caught it again in December Mm. in the beginning of the flu season. So I was like, wow. Like, I was, like, made to lay down and rest. Like, yeah. I was made, you know. And another thing that I had to do, I had to do um, I had to do a leave from my job for 30 days just mm. to just recall. To rest. Get, yo, like, I've never. I'm the hardest working person I know. And the craziest thing was I did things in 2019 that I was like, you could have never told me. Mm. You could have never told me my marriage was going to be under fire. You could have never told me I was going to have to take a 30-day break off my job for, like, mental health reasons. You could have never told me I would have got the flu twice. Mm. And God was just like, this is because you're not, you don't got your armor. Mm. You ain't, you're not for anything could have took you out, sis. Mm. And that's the part that we miss. Yeah. We get so we get so inundated with the things that we see that we miss all the stuff come being coming at us, like attacking us, literally latching itself to us. Depression, anxiety, you know, all of these different things. Now you gotta take meds. Now you gotta do this. Now you gotta do that. And it's just kind of like you could have never. And I guess God allowed it all to happen. So he could be like, 
this you never want to replay this again because this was a year without me. You was trying to do a God thing in your flesh. Mm. Even that, even how you just said, you were trying to do a God thing without me. Like that, it sounds so crazy, but so many of us do it. <laughs> where we have yes. these, we like, yep, God ordained this, and this is my goal, and this, you know, 2020 Ooh. is going to be this. And, that, and God's like, I ain't in that. And I wasn't in it in 2019. And you, you got a whole business plan together, but you didn't include me. And one of the things I, I wrote down as you were just talking um, was the the common thread in everything that you, you talked about, the boundaries, the separation, and the rest. The common theme between those three things is this, the theme of quietness. Because in boundaries, you're separating yourself so that your ear... You don't got to deal with all the stuff that other people are saying and and, and, and whatnot. Separation, same thing. You separate from, from social media so your, your ear gates and your eye gates are locked down so that you can just be still and quiet and, of course, rest. And all those things did was to, and do is to help you to hear God and hear, um, you know, clearly so that you could hear what the word for 2020 was. And I just believe that a part of what we have to do as people, believers or not, entrepreneurs or not, wherever you're working, whatever you're doing, there has to come a point where you still yourself yes. and you are quiet so that yes. you can hear. Yes. That's the reason why we have two ears and one mouth. <laughs> and and in that, we're able to hear mm. what. It is for us to do what what God is telling us to do, what direction it is that we are to go in. One of the things that this journey to wholeness has taught me is the value of being quiet and the value of even being quiet in prayer. Like, okay, get your petitions out, but then shut up (laughs) and listen. And in doing that, like I've just learned how to hear. Um, But yeah. I am, again, enjoying this conversation so, so much. Um, And thank you for sharing your personal journey um, to wholeness. And I know that, like you said in the beginning, it's a process. And so I believe that process continues on until we leave this earth. But the fact that we're on this journey is, is so amazing. And you ask any therapist, they'll tell you that, Part of healing is to begin, to start, to start that journey. Um, For those of you who are listening, if you don't have a therapist yet, you definitely want to get one. I have partnered with BetterHelp.com, which is an online platform to find counselors and therapists. They will have someone for you within 24 hours that you can either text, video call, email um, and have a conversation that could literally change the course of your life. If you use my discount code POP, you get 10% off your first month. So that's betterhelp.com slash POP and use that and get 10% off of your first month. This is something that we have to take very seriously. Our mental health is everything. We can't, we can't operate effectively without 
being on a journey to to wholeness, mental wholeness. I mean, and and we talk about mental health one year, one month out of the year when we should be talking about it every single day. Mm. And um, so guys, that is that is that's the word. Like, if you got nothing else out of this conversation, the journey to wholeness must begin and it must continue. And you have to um, seek those things that. You can't see within yourself, but somebody who is a trained professional may be able to um, to help you with. And if you listen to the episode last week, episode 20, you will hear how Pastor Justin Coleman, a pastor, a minister, even, even uh, said, yes, you need therapy. He said, you need a trained professional. I mean, your pastor, your minister, they can pray for you, but they are not trained professionals to help you in mental health. And if that is the case, then you need to go see someone um, for that. Lee, I appreciate you so much. I do have a pop quiz for you. You already know. Um, It's pretty similar to the last one, but uh, just a couple of changes. So um, just tell us the first Things that come to mind as it relates to this. In three words or less, describe your journey to wholeness. Mm, Evolving, Mm. maturing, further along. Mm, Love it. Further along. I love that because there's nothing better than knowing that you are making progress, right? And you yeah. can track that. What does progress along the journey look like for you? Um, I mean, progress along the journey is being able to see that I've gotten an inch further. Like I said, that further along is, yeah. that's what progress is to me. And I'm just kind of like, as long as I'm in pursuit of it, I'm chasing after it. It's constantly at the top of my list of things to do, to not drop the ball pertaining to my wholeness. I believe that I've definitely made progress. I love that. And uh, second to last, what is one thing that people can do to live an intentional, purposeful life starting today as it relates to what what we've been discussing? One thing, I mean, I'm like, I got a lot of things. <laughs> um, I think the first, like, it, it just requires you to just have one of those aha moments, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you got to have a moment with yourself to, to just be, like, really brutally honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I believe once you have that moment of honesty then you can kind of, you can start that journey. Like you can get where you need to be because it's always like they talk about an AA and all those things. Like you got to admit it first. Like you got to say there's something wrong or say you need to address something. And and this is the thing, like I'm pretty sure like a high percentage of your listeners are Christians. And I know a lot of people are just kind of like, they just need Jesus. Nobody need therapy or, Mm -mm. you know, there doesn't necessarily mean something's wrong with you or whatever the case is. But let me just say this, like, it is very important to just have that outlet and to be able, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong with you or you have to have some type of diagnosis, but just to be able to just have an outlet to help you process and to allow you to just 
see things differently, I think that that's better to have than to just be in your thoughts or to be in your head and never be able to have that second opinion. Absolutely. And one of the things that I, I'm looking for to to bring on to this, um, this show during the season is for someone to come on and talk specifically about men and therapy, because there is a stigma, um, especially in the black community, when it comes to men going to therapy. I mean, women, we, 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 we are more susceptible to it and acceptable to it than men are. So I definitely, if you know, if you're listening and you know someone who um, I can interview to have that discussion, I would love to have it. Lee, yes. this is the easiest question. Tell us how we can find you on Instagram, Facebook, as well as any products or services that you have now or in the near future. You can find me on Facebook at Lichelle Heron Salter. You can find me on Instagram at Lee underscore Lichelle. And I have a website that's really fun to explore and search at www.leesaltercreativefirm.com. And you can email me if you like at Lee at leesaltercreativefirm.com. I will be sure to link all of that below in the show notes for you guys. Lee, thank you so much again for sharing with us. Guys, please, please, please share the show. I know this was a great episode, one where we were heart to heart having an open conversation with you guys, eavesdropping, um, but in that so much came out of it. So please go ahead and share the show. Hit that share button. Don't forget, yes, don't forget to subscribe, rate the show. We love um, to read the ratings and hear what you all have to say. So we appreciate that so much. Um, but that is it. I will see you all next week for another amazing episode of the Progress on Purpose podcast. Until then, continue to live intentionally and purposefully. Take care and have a great week.